Welcome to the Enjoy More 30s Family Finance Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to making life more enjoyable for young families by hitting on the financial topics that tend to weigh on us, stress us out, and distract our focus from simply enjoying life. Welcome to the Enjoy More 30s Family Finance Podcast. Today we have the fifth episode in our Your Money Multiplier series, which is entitled Stocks Lead, Don't Follow. And this is one that is definitely uh, keen to anxiety that may come out from when you see the stock market, you know, go down, you see your accounts go down, and that natural fear that kind of comes out of that. So today we're going to cover what you need to know when it comes to what typically makes the stock market react, and then more importantly, the mistakes that most investors make off of that. And so where that will lead you to then is what you can do, so don't do those things, so what you can do to avoid being one of those investors. When I was a kid, I remember looking up a lot to my older cousins. My my mom's side of the family was very large, and they would teach us a lot of, you know, interesting things, let's say. Some of these uh, were really great, and others maybe not so much. So, for example, if you break the glass in your mom's fancy shelf clock, just take the glass out and throw it away. Now it just looks like the glass is really, really clean, and you don't get in trouble. I think it took my mom 10 or 15 years to figure out that that glass had been broken. So that was a you know excellent advice. Saran wrap on the toilet as a prank, that was a horrible mistake. So well, well-deserved punishment off of that one following my cousin's advice. So thank you very much for that. What you need to know when it comes to stocks is that they can kind of be much the same way, especially during emotional times. There are a lot of saran wrap ideas out there that can get you into a lot of trouble. The stock market is what they call a leading indicator. Basically what that means is that it acts in advance of what people think is going to happen. So if Apple earns, say, $100 billion in revenue, Instead of the expected $110 billion, the stock price subsequently goes down. The company still made money, but the stock price was already higher as it was predicting or expecting that $110 billion number, not the $100 billion number. As you could probably guess then, when they feel like they have no idea of what's going to happen next, extreme, extreme uncertainty, the market tends to drop dramatically. The most recent two events that we have that you might remember, one is the 2008 mortgage crisis, and in 2020 here we had uh, COVID. There was very little clarity at the time when these things were going on of what was going to happen next, and that uncertainty is what drove all that volatility. Once more clarity returned, who was getting bailed out, vaccine timelines, what you have you know, for each situation, what the clarifying item is that's when it started to reverse course. So what you can do is really the hardest thing. It's very easy to say, but it's really hard to implement, and that is not touch it. You are reacting off of past information. Hey, everything just went down, or hey, it all just went up. If you react after hearing this, then you most times are trying to catch the wave that's already passed you on the way towards the shore. If you're maintaining a well-diversified account, and you can listen to episode uh, six from the first season, investments should be boring. If you need that refresher, then you are positioned where you should be long-term. 
If you have an advisor using a diversified managed account model like we do for our clients, they are likely rebalancing as well through these times to potentially take advantage of the ups and downs along the way. What's rebalancing? Rebalancing is basically taking a little bit out of the pieces that have done really well and putting them into the things that are a little bit below where they're supposed to be. So again, it's kind of a, uh, you know, take some from the high or, the, you know, selling something that's high and buying into something that might be a little bit low right now. So if we accept that things are going to move ahead of time, that leading indicator, before we'll have a chance to general, you know, generally react, then we could potentially avoid some of these big mistakes that most investors make by pulling out when things are already low and generally not adding money back in until things have significantly rebounded. If you're waiting for, oh, I'll put my money back in after I already see it going up, you're already missing the up. So leaving them alone <laughs> is the best, pro uh, the, usually the best advice that you can give somebody in these situations. And too many people end up with much less than they ought to have if they had just not touched it throughout the ride. So a recap for today. First, understand that the stock market is a leading indicator. And that uncertainty is what often drives the vast majority of the volatile times. Less uncertainty usually means less volatility. Secondly, once you see the market went down or you see it already went up, you are generally already too late to act. When there are a lot of waves, don't try jumping on a different boat, basically. If you touch your investments and miss time when you take money out or go back in, you could very well wind up with significantly less than if you were just patient and did not touch it at all. If you never pull your money you know, out during these volatile times, then you can't miss the up that when, you know, whenever it may come back. So this is one of the, the things that seems very basic, seems very easy, but in the, in the moment, again, you're going to be very emotional. Expect that to happen. COVID won't be the last one. The mortgage crisis wasn't the last one. There will be more emotional times that you're going to have to deal with, with this ride. And the worst thing that can happen is if you get, you know, really emotionally damaged, so to speak, you know, people that lose a lot in these times, they may be afraid to ever do, you know, invest again. And, and now we're not going to be able to reach all those goals that we want to set almost certainly, certainly uh, long term. As always, thanks for tuning in today. I hope that you can take some of this information that, that we're providing and be able to use this and implement it on your own. If you're not wanting to implement these things on your own, please, please, please reach out to somebody that can help. Check out our website at enjoymore30s.com. That's enjoymore30s.com. We have an Ask Joe section, and we'll have more resources to come as well. So reach out, and we'll be happy to help any way that we can. If you enjoyed this episode, as we always say, please make sure to follow us and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. There are literally millions of young American families out there I'm trying to reach and help just like you. The next episode is titled The Seven-Year Task Legal Docs, where we will cover one of the most important things you can possibly do for your family's protection, and yet it is often one of the things that we see most young families ignore for the longest period of time. Thanks very much as always, and look forward to connecting with you again soon. The conversations on this show are Joe's opinions and provided for general information purposes only. They do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice for your specific situation. You should always seek appropriate advice from a financial advisor, accountant, lawyer, or other professional before acting upon any content or information found here first. 
Joe is affiliated with New Horizons Wealth Management, LLC, a branch office of TFS Securities, Inc., and TFS Advisory Services, an SEC-registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC.